Hi, I'm Liz Kapko, and I'm the host of the L Podcast. This podcast is all about L's, so letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are, what we want out of life, and how the hell to get there, leveling up in life, and most importantly, learning to love ourselves in the process. So let's go. All right. I am so excited for June's first episode. I have an amazing guest, someone that I is near and dear to my heart, my sorority sister, my anchor of my line. Um, she's my line sister, Carol Gutierrez. So I, to start us off, can you tell us um, how you identify your pronouns and a little bit about your coming out story? All right. So I go back. I, she, her, her, ella are my pronouns. I identify as a queer uh, Latina woman. Um, is primarily how I identify myself. And I came out in February of 20, no, December of 2013 to myself, I think was my first, um, like coming out to myself was one of the hardest things. And then and fully accepting that this is who I was and the kind of person that I was, you know, am. Actually, no, it was more like October, 2013, around that like homecoming time of my senior year was when I finally decided to be like, okay, you like girls, you can't stop faking it anymore. Um, and I think the first people I came out to were my sorority sisters. So you, Liz yeah. was one of the first people I came out to. Um, she was on campus. Um, like, I, I think I would just felt safe talking to you. So um, I came out to you and then I came out to the rest of our line. And then it wasn't until, and then in December, I came out to my, my blood sister. Um, Cause I, know, I knew that when I had to tell my parents, it was going to be really hard and I needed her support at home. And I came out to my parents in 2014, like February. So right during spring break was when I came out to my parents and it was like perfect timing. I felt like it was because Ellen DeGeneres was hosting the Oscars or the Grammys or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we were watching it and like she did like a whole monologue speech at the beginning about like being gay and all this stuff. And then it like cut to commercial. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, you heard Ellen talk about being gay and well, I'm I, I initially came out to my parents as bi. So as a Mexican-American first generation, like being queer, being gay is still very taboo. And in 2014, it was extremely taboo in my yeah. family. I come from a very religious, not very religious, but a Catholic background. Um, and so that was my biggest fear was when I was finally going to like tell them. And so when I said that, I was okay, let me tell them that I'm bi because this way they can like have a little glimmer of hope, right? That, you know, maybe I'll end up with a man in the future. But that wasn't gonna happen. It was just from like, for me to like ease them into the conversation or the idea of it. Um, my mom said that I was confused and that I didn't know what I was talking about, but it was because of everything I was watching on TV and like all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And then my dad got up from the living room and like left. and. He didn't talk to me for like the rest of the week that I was home for spring break. And I purposely did it like that because I was going to come back home after graduating and I needed them to at least 
know this part of me so that I wouldn't yeah. have to like continue to hide it. And so then we never really talked about it afterwards. I, I only talked to my mom about it here and there every so often, but to have a conversation with my parents about, you know, this part of my life wasn't happening. Um, I went to Pride in, and then I met my now wife yeah. that May of 2014. Um, and for the whole first year that me and her were dating, um, my parents didn't know. I was also living at home um, for the first year after college. And I think it was just really hard for me to like balance both sides of my life because when I was at home, I still had to be very closeted. I couldn't talk about it. I was having an amazing relationship with a woman, but they couldn't even know anything about it um, because we never talked about it. It was never a conversation. Yeah. Um, and then when I was finally moving out to come live in Aurora, um, I think I brought it up again to my parents. I was like, well, you know, I brought it up to my dad more because my mom at that point was a little bit more com uh, understanding. Like I would talk to her and I would, slowly here and there like mention Genesis or mention you know oh, I'm gonna go do this with Genesis I'm gonna go do that with Genesis like I would always mention it to my mom and she would be like okay like she knew but we wouldn't have conversations about it mm -hmm. and then um, I moved out here to Aurora in 2016 now I think 2015 2016 and um, I think at that point when I moved out it just became a little bit more I think easier for my for my dad for my parents because I could live my life as I wanted to in my home or in the house that I was living with without you know my my dad's words was like rubbing it in his face but I also think you know I wasn't really that kind of person to like no you also running around with a rainbow like, flag yeah like um I was but not intentionally like, <laughs> I would wear a I would wear a pin right every so often or I think Lance, Lance Bass from NSYNC at that around the same time that I was coming out, he was also coming out like with his boyfriend or husband or whatever at that time. And I would like slowly like throw him and be like, oh my God, look, Lance is gay. And I liked him when I was in NSYNC too. Like when I was into NSYNC, like, like totally try to bring it into conversations, but not like totally throw it into their face. Um, and then, like I said, after moving out here, so me and Genesis were at least together for two years at that point now that's when we both decided to you know I guess we're stuck with each other now because it's been two years we really like each other um and then I started telling my mom that you know well I'm gonna bring her to Thanksgiving or I'm gonna bring her to this like and yeah. started to bring her more around the family and it just I don't know I guess it finally was okay and fine I think my second hardest conversation with my parents or with my dad was when I told them that I was going to propose to Genesis um, because I think at that point I not that my dad had a glimmer of hope still but um, I think it was just hard for especially Latino parents or any parent who has a hard time with their child that's coming out or is changing the way that they thought that they were is that you know it's they had this idea or perception of how their child's life was going to be, um, how their wedding was going to happen, how they were going to have grandkids, you know, this entire idea or concept of the kind of person they wanted or expected of me to be. And then I'm still that person. I'm, it's just in a whole different way that I'm able to, you know, accomplish the goals or whatever they wanted for me. 
Yeah. So, so how did you know you were gay? So <laughs> I tell my dad this now because it's funny, but I went to an all girls Catholic high school in Chicago. Um, <laughs> and so, but I think I always knew I liked girls since like elementary school. Like I always looked at girls and were like, oh, well, they're prettier. Um, like guys were cute because every girl, you know, likes a guy. Um, but it wasn't like, I don't know. I never felt emotionally connected to a guy. I was more emotionally connected to a girl. Um, in high school, I was around all women all the time. And so now I tell my dad, I'm like, well, you sent me to an all girl school, it's your fault. Um, but yeah. it was, you know, it's not really what happened. Yeah. Um, I just always knew. Um, and then once in college, I think being away from your parents and being able to understand more of what's going on with yourself, um, I think until I finally, you know, had that emotional, like, connection with someone and it happened to be a woman, that's when I was like, okay, like, this is, this is what I've been missing. This is what I wanted that I could never get out of a, like, never got out of, like, a boyfriend. Okay. So it's just something that you always knew was mm -hmm. who you were. Yeah. Okay. And as a Latina, do you think your culture, our culture made it harder for you to accept yourself? Oh yes, of course. Like, I think that's the, like I said, like the expectations of what's expected of you as a woman, like the way that you're supposed to live your life, um, especially, like I said, growing up Catholic, like, and I still, like, I consider myself still Catholic. I just haven't gone to church in eight years since I came out. Um, I go for Christmas. I go when my mom tells me I have to go. Um, <laughs> but for me to go because I want to go, it doesn't happen anymore like it used to. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, you know, the barriers that are put up against to, uh, queer women women of color that when it comes to like religious organizations and the fact that what you're doing is wrong I think is the hardest part because our parents are taught that regardless of what religion they are like they're taught that being queer or being gay like it's just really hard for them to understand the concept of it because it's like the bible or their religion says this is wrong and you can't be that kind of way. And, you know, I've been a Catholic my entire life. And like, I understand that that was something that, you know, was gonna be hard for my parents, but something that my dad told me that like, once he, I could tell that he had come around to the whole thing. And I think it happened more or less when my grandma passed away because I know that him and her had a lot of conversations about me right before she passed away. Mm -hmm. um, he told me that, when I told him that I wanted to propose to Genesis, he, um, he's like, all I care about is that you're happy. And if this is what makes you happy, that's the most important part of your life. Um, and then he said, I am not the person to judge you. Um, I'm not the person to push you away because Jesus, God believes that love, that love is for everyone, regardless of how, Preach. you know, mm -hmm. how you love and who you love. Right. And that to me was like, really, like to really hear that from my dad, who, you know, goes to church every Sunday with my mom and that kind of yeah. stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, I thought I, my dad's a modern day Catholic now. That's how I look at it. But I think it just, it was hard, more or less, 
because they, again, like they have to rewire their brain to think yeah. of their child in a whole different way. Yeah. And to this day, have you had that conversation with them? Like, how are you doing with me coming out? I don't think I've had a conversation with them about it since. Um, but I know that, not that they're okay with it, but like the day I got married, for instance, um, it was just me and Genesis, our photographer, Mocha, my dog, yeah. and um, my mom who invited herself, right? My mom, because my mom wanted to be a part of, you know, I'm her first child to get married. She wanted yeah. to be there. Um, I told my dad and he said he didn't want to be there, which is fine. You know, I respect that. Um, but after we got married and everything, we went to my parents' house to eat pizza because me and Genesis were going to spend the evening in downtown Chicago. So they were going to watch Mocha. And the moment we walked through the door, my, my dad hugs me and congratulates me and then hugs Genesis and says, um, welcome to the family, Mika. And I was like, that to me was like very, you know, his, I know that that's his way of doing it, of being like, okay, this, now this is forever. Like, not like, you're, I like you, you're going to stay kind of thing. Yeah. And we don't really talk about it, but again it's been eight years since I came out and I got married last year so it took a long time but it's been a like it's been hard but a positive journey I'd say yeah and I mean that sounds like a Mexican dad like or a Mexican man you know they don't really talk about their feelings it's not something that you're not supposed to show emotion and so yeah I can imagine that was hard but we learned that okay, this is how they show their love. It's not, mm -hmm. they may not never verbally say it, but they'll, you know, give you hugs or wash your car, you know, man, <laughs> yep, man things, exactly. apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember when, when you told your parents and it broke my heart that your relationship with your dad was really rough at that time. And I don't think I've ever told you this. And I feel like I should have a long time ago, so I'm sorry, but you are one of the bravest, strongest women that I know. And mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. And I just know that you have gone through so much and you've grown so much as a woman. And I, I really applaud you because that's not something that I've had to go through. That's not something a lot of women have to go through. People have to go through. Um, what do you wish people knew about the LGBTQ Latinx community that like that each of you go through that is something that we'll never understand I think um like I don't know like for me like I we have to come out pretty much like all the time and people don't realize that like um and it's not like I want to come out to someone every single time I meet them but then I feel like a part of me has to like before when Genesis was just my girlfriend, like, oh yeah, me and my girlfriend are going out this weekend. Oh, so you're like, and then I have to be like, no, my girlfriend, like they would think it's just the girl that's my friend because you can make that conversation. Or now that I'm married, people see my ring and they're like, oh my God, what's your husband's name? Oh, my wife's name is so-and-so like, yeah. or, um, and I've had like, I've had like, especially in a predominantly white work environment, like there's so many people that are always, you know, asking those questions like, oh, so how long have you been married? I was like, oh, I've been married for a year, you know, and then they ask how it happened. And then I'll be like, oh, it's my, my wife. And 
I feel like that's always the hardest part is always having to come out to people all the time because straight people never have to come out like it's always you know that's just who they are um where that's why it's like on my lanyard at work I purposefully have a rainbow flag on it right um a pin rainbow flag pin on my lanyard like and just those little things I think also like reassure like any other kids that are coming like yeah. to the neighborhood to like to the library to to get help and then they see that I have that it might make them feel more comfortable um and Genesis and I always put out especially like today's June 1st our rainbow flag is going to go out for our house yeah. right and we super decked out our house last year because it was our first pride that was married and we had a we had a random kids they were like middle schoolers they knocked on our on our door and like rang our ring doorbell and I actually have the recording of them saying that they really liked their house that it's the first house that they saw on the block that you know was soup like was pride decorated and I live on the east side predominantly Latino community of Aurora and to see these other Latina Latina girls like coming up to my random house like the courage that it took them to come to my house and ring the doorbell and say that they liked our house and that they they really enjoyed seeing the flag like that's something that I never saw growing up um something I never experienced growing up and giving that opportunity to those young to the to these young kids who are trying to figure themselves out to feel safe and welcome I think is the hardest part because like I still live in fear walking down the street holding my wife's hand like you don't know what's going to happen to you um, when you go on vacation. Like regular people can walk down the street holding their partner's hand like nothing. Like, you know, we have to be a little, if we see something weird or if we get called on for holding another, for holding her hand, like how are we going to react? What are we going to do? Like fears that we live with every day that most people don't. Yeah. Have you ever had to like hide each other or hide your marriage while you're out in public? We've stopped, like, we've, when we've, especially when we're, like, in downtown Chicago, like, we've had people who will, like, say things at us, and then we'll stop holding hands, or um, it looks like if we see, like, a religious group down the street or something as we're walking, like, we're, like, oh, we'll, we'll stop holding hands, like, it's one of those little things that, you know, we don't really try to do. I'm also very, like, public person like I want to hold her hand I want to kiss her in public but she's also very reserved in that sense and I think it's because of the religion that she was raised in also like we both have that like innate fear of like what are people going to say to us like how are they going to react to us kind of thing yeah and that's I mean that pisses me off because you two are one of the nicest people I know so like it's nobody's business about your relationship about your marriage but like people go out of their way to make it their business when they shouldn't. Um, yep. And yeah, hearing that about those middle school girls, like, that's awesome. Like, that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on, on this podcast to, to share your story and to share and give hope to other, you know, young girls that are in that situation. Um, so my last question is, what advice do you have for someone who is trying to figure themselves out or struggling to come out to their family or are hesitant about it because they have these fears? So I'd say first find your people 
Um, I think it's one of the biggest things is like, once you find your people, like whether it's in my sorority sisters, whether it's your friends, whether it's a teacher in high, like if you're in high school or in elementary school, like find your people first um, because you don't know what's going to happen um, once you do come out. Like I remember Genesis telling me that she always made sure she had a certain amount of money saved because of the day she, her parents ever found out or if her parents ever, or she ever had to tell her parents like she could take care of herself on her own if she needed to, right? Um, I was willing to come out and go back in the closet when I had to move back home because that was the only way I was going to be able to survive. Um, it's, you know, finding your people, finding, being okay with about it within yourself first. I think, like I said, like I came out to myself first in like September, October, but I didn't come out to everyone else until I finally was willing to accept me. Cause I think that that's the hardest part is knowing that this is you and there is no changing you. Um, and, you know, I think that's, it's, it's, it's scary. It definitely is. It feels like you're, you know, you're losing a part of you, but you're actually gaining way more about yourself than you probably knew you had in you. Um, and then you never know, people will surprise you. Like when you tell people, you don't know how they're going to react. We also live in a very different time of age now where like kids, there might be a fear in telling your parents, but they've probably been prepping or they probably know already. Like I remember when I came out to my sister, my blood sister, she's like, oh, I already knew. And I was like, well, thanks. Mm -hmm. like, the heads up would have been too. nice. <laughs> um, or when I came out to my grandma, um, my mom's mom, like she was the one person that I was afraid to tell, but not really afraid to tell. Um, but she reaffirmed me so much. Like she, her first quite her first aunt, I told her and the first thing she told me was, what's her name? What does she do? And where is she from? Like the most normal responses yeah. that you would want, like, if you were to tell me, oh, I have a new boyfriend. Oh, what does he do? What is, where right. is, how'd you meet? Like that was my grandma, my 70 something year old grandma's response to me when I was telling her that I was with, that, you know, I was with a woman and now she has, she now has um, dementia. And so every time I talk to her, she tells me, um, oh, I, I want to quiero casamiento. I want, I want a wedding. And then I'm like, oh, grandma, I got married last year. You were there on Zoom. And then she's like, oh, who'd you get married with? Oh, with Genesis. Oh, that's nice. She's really nice. Aww. It's like, I come out to her and remind her that I got married every time I talk on, talk on the phone with her, mm. but she's always very positive about it. So you never know who those people will end up being your ally or your strongest support system. Um, and it's, it's scary, but it's definitely a big weight lifted off your shoulders once you finally like can say it and be okay with like everyone knowing or being okay with how you're going to be or who you are yeah that's amazing you're amazing and I know this is going to help a lot of people so thank you for being on this podcast um any last advice or words uh, uh love yourself love others and just be happy like at the end of the day whatever makes you happy is what's gonna you know is gonna be the best thing of your life because when you're making others happy 
you're you're just not living. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, thank you, Caro. If this podcast was helpful, please share it with a friend, with a coworker, with a neighbor, with the stranger down the road. Uh, help me spread this knowledge as far as possible because we all sometimes need a friend that's there for us, that's looking out for us. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening in and I'll talk to you next time.